Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Come Along Pond, a Doctor Who discussion podcast with your two best friends, Damler. Elliot. <laughs> no. Elliot. Damler. We're here. Hello. Welcome. Another series. Done. Yes. The final bits, the final tranche of series three, or if you prefer, S3. S3. Or S O three E zero and then number whatever whatever number we are. Hello, <laughs> how you doing? I'm not doing too bad. How are you? Spiffing, spiffing. Um, but guys, it's the end of term. We've got our ties around our heads. You can put on a movie, Shrek, put it on the video, and have fun, have some cake. It's the end of term. It's the best vibes. And, you know, it's mad that this is our third series now. Like, we are how many episodes down? God knows. Just wow. Wow. Anyway, 50 episodes and three mails that we're going to read now. Seamless. 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 Transitions. Yeah, hello. Welcome back to Three Mail Corner. I have three mails. I'm in a corner. I will read them out to you. So... Our first email for the end of Series 3 goes as follows. Hi, Damler and Elliot. Hello. I've been listening to your pod for the last few months, and it's truly the best podcast I've ever listened to. Ah, you're too kind. You are too kind. It really helped me through my GCSEs. Ah. I hope that went well. Yeah. If not, please please don't tell us. But if it did go well, please let us know. I'm sure you'd have smashed it. 
If you like this podcast, you've got enough taste and intelligence to do well at your GCSEs. I love your chemistry. Oh, is that one of the subjects you did? And banter. You're also both very perceptive, and the analysis you make is, and this is in capitals, so interesting. Ha. I wanted to know what your opinion on, the, on Doctor Who literature. Not stories, but behind-the-scenes stuff. I recently read The Writer's Tale, and I, in capital letters, cannot recommend it enough. One of the most enjoyable things I've read in a while I'll essentially, it's essentially emails between RTD and Benjamin Cook over the course of Series 4. Anyways, keep doing what you're doing. It's amazing. I'm excited for Season 4 content, especially Midnight. I think it's one of the most impactful, touching, and political episodes of New Who. Thank you so much, Alex. Alex, you're right. Midnight is goated. Also, probably the right tale one day, right, Damla? Yeah, so we, Elliot and I have discussed, <laughs> we are going to read that mammoth, gigantic, glorious thing. Uh, I'm actually really excited to do that, and we'll probably do it towards the end of like series four. So that's coming yeah. in a few months. I really, really want to read it. I haven't been able to read it, but I am looking forward to it. Like Daniel says, there's so much, so much good content that can come once we finish series four and we say goodbye to our RTD. Absolutely. Forget about it. Forget about it. We've got another series to go. Yeah. So nice to hear from you, Alex. I hope your GCSEs went well. Take care. Yeah. And we have another email here, and it goes as follows. Hi, D&E. I wonder who they could be. Ha. Which one's which? <laughs> I want to start by saying I love the podcast. Like many others, I found you guys through... TikTok. TikTok, and I've been making my way through your episodes. I'm only up to the Idiot's Lantern so far. Well, hopefully, because I did, you know, haven't read this out straight away. This was about a month ago. Maybe you've caught up. If you've not, pff, come on. Um, I still have a way to go until I'm finally fully caught up. So, here are some points being made. I love that you're both also not huge fans of Moffat. I started watching DW in 2007, but have still not made it entirely through Matt Smith's era. I don't blame you. But I've hey, seen episodes uh, here and there I and like beyond it. this. I like it, all right? Don't speak for me. <laughs> yeah. No, Damla does, does love. We, we are critical of Moffat's writing. Uh, she likes the era. I'm a bit more with you on, on struggling sometimes to get through it, especially um, the first couple of times. So... We're on side there. Point number two. Cassandra being trans absolutely blew my mind. I've watched the episodes with her countless times, never made the connection. I think it's because there are so many throwaway lines and references from various characters in the show regarding how humans in the future have travelled all over. E.g. Jack and his flirting of anyone and anything. Doctor dances when the Doctor and Rose talk about Jack, so many species, so little time! So, that's what we do when we get out there. We seek new life and dance. Good luck episode with Brennigan and his human wife, but kitten children, etc., I was discussing this with a friend, and they pointed out that Cassandra being trans makes perfect sense, as Chip is a force-grown clone made by Cassandra and is male-presenting. Very true. Yeah. Point the third. Apologies if this has already been addressed, either in existing episodes or in episodes I've not reached yet, but in The Unquiet Dead. Aha! Now, see, this is this is something that I read, and I was like, my God, you're right, but also um, I can't correct people actively on mic, so... Uh, sorry, Damla, I hate to... They're coming for you. Okay. <laughs> uh, in The Unquiet Dead, when the doctor tells Rose to go get changed, he says, if you go out dressed like that, you'll start a riot. Barbarella. Barbarella's a character. Oh. I know Damla thought it was a right Barbarella, like Barbarella was an That's expression. That's what I thought. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, look, I, 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 I think we were talking about it at the time, and I noticed, and I was like, I can't. I, I still, even now, a year in, I, I can't be like, by the way, I'm just intercutting to stop you to say you are wrong. 
I just hate it. It <laughs> makes me feel too awkward. But now we've got listeners to do it for us, so there I don't you need go. to. There you go. There you go. Uh, <laughs> research Barbarella in your own time. Anyway, point number four. Listening to the podcast made me really want to visit Cardiff again. Me and my partner Luke visited in 2017 just before the Doctor Who Experience exhibition closed. It was the first trip we took as a couple and we travelled out of our way to go to... Oh, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation... Dunraven Bay, I think, a.k.a. Bad Wolf Bay. It was so good I could hear Murray Gold score in my head the whole time. I've attached a couple of photos. Yes, you did. You both look like a lovely couple having a lovely time. Point number five, the hate for season one Mickey makes me howl, and I mostly agree, but I've always quite liked his argument rose in Boomtown. I agree he sounds whiny, uh, but the way the way he cries always gives me a bit of a lump in my throat, the way his voice breaks and the deep inhale of breath he does mid-sentence that people do when they're sobbing. Also, in Rise of the Sidemen, when he sees his grand in the parallel universe, the way his voice starts breaking, the way he can't quite look at her, and the way he pauses when he says you've got to fall and break your neck, like he's reliving the guilt again. Continuing on from Mickey and his grand, I think... Uh, it's on the episode commentary that Billy Piper absolutely howls at Mickey's grand smacking the shit out of him because she says, uh, you can see Noel trying not to laugh and I can never unsee it now. Uh, <laughs> to be fair, that would be a really funny thing to do. <laughs> um, finally, have you guys ever dressed up as a DW character, particularly when you've been to cons? Many years ago, I went to a fancy dress party's Rose, but specifically Rose from the Idiot's Lantern episode. My grandmother made me the elaborate pink skirt and I felt so glamorous. Um, I feel like we have maybe mentioned this before, but I've never been to a con and I have never dressed as a character from Doctor Who, except maybe when I was a tiny child and, you know, would. But even then, I still didn't really dress as the Doctor ever. So, no, I have never dressed as a Doctor Who character. Keen to try it. Yeah, I, I've, yeah, we've definitely talked about this before, how I had a really horrible experience at MCM Expo since now has also come and come under a lot of fire rightly fucking so i'm glad they're getting called out thank god um but yeah i, I went as oswin oswald back in like when i was like 14 15 um had an awful time sexualized i was underage not fun um but i definitely want to take up cosplaying again i really want to go as osgood because obviously i have brown hair and glasses which means I can do that. Um, and I've also been told I should do it a few times. And it'll be fun. It'll be an excuse to buy the Tom Baker scarf. Why not? Um, and a lab coat. It'll just be fun. So I definitely want to do Osgood. I've always wanted to do a femme-ish 10th Doctor. Not that I have to make it femme, but I kind of want to. Um, and if I could do Rose Tyler from Parting of the Ways, I would. But I don't have the fucking jacket. Again, if anyone has it, <laughs> give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> And the email rounds off as every time I finish an episode, I'm so excited to hear the next one, even for episodes that aren't my favourite. Love what you guys are doing, and I'm excited to keep listening. Also, happy for you to read this out on the podcast if you want. Permission given. Thank you for reading my essay of an email. Well, we have done that, so permission taken aboard, yes. ma'am. Love you guys. Nikki. Nikki, thank you so much. The photos are amazing. You guys look so happy. Say hello to Luke for us. Yeah. Beautiful. Stunning. And our final email of the day, session, <laughs> show, whatever, <laughs> goes as follows. Hello, guys. Superb podcast, I have to start off with. Until two weeks ago, I'd searched for months trying to find a class Doctor Who podcast. That's not class as in the show, that's class as in that's class. Class Doctor Who podcast, and now I found it. I'm here for the ride. I'm a delivery driver, so listening to your two's opinions, knowledge, and enjoyment of Doctor Who gives me great company on the road. Uh, also make times go quicker. Ooh, a pun. That's a good pun, to be fair. I have a small group of close friends. We all like football, beer gardens, day trips, cinema, and good food. Can I, can I be your friend? However, we will have our 
own thing we nerd out on, which none of the others like. Mine being Doctor Who, so your podcast bridges the gap of being able to engross in the franchise. As I often feel like I'm in the room with a pair of views, I thought I'd offer up my opinions on some topics. My personal favourite episodes are The Christmas Invasion. Watch it every December to kick off Christmas feeling and no other Christmas special comes close. Hard agree. Doomsday, although that ending. Father's Day, Blink, Night Terrors, The Day of the Doctor. Underrated special. Nice. Personally, my favourite villains are The Reapers, made us terrified in the sky as a nine-year-old. The Slitheen, the constant fart jokes ruined a sinister premise, however. But the fart jokes are good. Um, They are. (laughs) Fart jokes are good. They are. The Cult of Scarrow, why isn't there more stories with these bad lads? And The Sycorax, one story is a sin. Yes, I agree so much. Agreed, agreed. I, I admit, I lost interest a bit in Doctor Who around Series 4 and 5. For me, I didn't like Donna as much of a companion, and Series 4 was half good, half meh. I mean, I love Donna, but... Strong disagree, but fair enough. I mean, I love Donna, but I think, uh, you know, save it save for Series it, 4. But, save uh, it, you know. I might might also be a bit mixed on it. I love Matt Smith as the Doctor. Chirpy fella, but I feel he was sold short as his stories weren't engaging and the monsters since then have gone a bit downhill. Massive agree. <laughs> Sorry, Daniel. Save it, save it. Shout out Series 7. It's not bad, like. I didn't watch any of the Capaldi and Whitaker and instead of rewatching the first three series plus seven when I wanted to fix. Recently, though, I've watched either the Dalek and Villas of the Angels and it felt like proper Doctor Who, so I'm excited for the return and hope it goes back to the superb standard from 2005. And, of course, you know, you can listen along with us as well. Yeah. So, you know, give Capaldi a shot, give Whitaker a shot. You never know. Exactly. I was a firm believer in everything past... Rusty Davies being crap, but now I'm a firm believer in everything being crap, but some of it being watchable. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> kidding, kidding. Um, also, what I like about this, uh, sorry, I'm kind of breaking in here. What I like about this, Aaron, is that obviously I can feel, um, you know, your sort of your, your dialect coming through, your accent coming through, uh, and I'm sort of poshing it up by accent. So I do apologize, um, but I feel like it'd be more offensive if I was to try and do it in, in an accent. So, you know, sorry, but deal. Lastly, I know Army of Ghosts and Doomsday is coming up soon. See? I told you it takes ages to get to emails because this was pre-Army of Ghosts Doomsday, so so sorry about that, Aaron. Yeah, I know sorry. you want to get before Doomsday, but we did have a technical hitch with the email that stopped me from being able to access it for a while, so that's why it's taken so long. But I wanted to get it out there, just how good the Cult of Scarrow were. Nine would have been perfect to take them on. Agreed. That's very true. I don't recall the Dalek ever having a variation of tone besides Dalek Sec, and when he asks the Emperor survived and how condescending he is towards the Sonic Screwdriver... Sonic probe slash it's harmless. Look, most time I'll do voices. I'm not doing Dalek voices. No. Um, sorry, apologies. <laughs> the voice of Dalek Khan in Doomsday is how a Dalek should sound, I believe. Deep, cold, and menacing. By the way, you don't understand my regret of throwing away the Scarrow set in 2009. Oh, oh no, I can imagine because wow. I want one. Yeah, wow. Now. Wow, yeah. wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Anyway, I hope this email finds you both well. Long live the podcast. Big praises. Aaron. P.S. The Ninth Doctor is the encapsulation of. The Doctor. Also hard to agree. So many good opinions, Aaron. Yeah. Let's be friends. Hot takes. Hot takes. <laughs> hot takes. Hot takes. But we love a hot take. Except about Donna. <laughs> Controversial. Yes. I love it. Love when people aren't afraid to share their spicy opinions. Yeah. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you. Well, now that that's done and dusted, let's talk about Series 3, babe, because... um. This is the breakdown, and it's what we have to do. So let's do that. <laughs> but that's that's right. Now, like a proverbial present, we're here to wrap up Series 3. And Damla, boy howdy, yeah. am I going to rank you off. Ha! Ha! <laughs> Go on then. 
<laughs> if you're offering. So, breakdown, discussion, retrospective, if you will. We're going to talk about Series 3. So, like we did for Series 2, mm-hmm. we're going to give our overall thoughts of the season. Thoughts, feelings, looking back on the season, etc. Then we're going to do brief thoughts on each episode. And then we're going to rank. We're going to rank the episodes tit for tat, like we always do. And then we're going to give our strongest moment our standout moment of the whole series which is going to be hard then we're going to play a little game like we did last time uh, where elliot hosts series three it's the return of of yes the return of uh series three or series three yes very excited for that i've worked tirelessly on it since 11 this morning (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah so Let's kick it off. Elliot, my lovely. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, starting off this podcast, starting off New Who, we have we have big, big feels about Series 1 and Series 2. We pretty much agree yeah. that Series 1 and Series 2 are fantastic. And we both, we both really, really love the first two series. Mm-hmm. Safe to say that I'm more fond of Series 3 than you are. Would that be the correct? Yeah. Yeah, that's the correct feeling on that. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I feel like series one. When we were going through it, there was a lot more dreck in series one that I don't like. But the highs of series one hold a lot more nostalgia for me. Yeah, it's such a sort of specific time in my life. Series three, and I know I'm in the minority by being like series two is flawless, but I love series two. We love series um, two. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But series three for me has a lot more duds in it, kind of similar to series one. Mm-hmm. But there's also not necessarily the nostalgia I have. I don't feel as nostalgic with Series 3. So it means that I'm more objective when it comes to those moments. And they're still fun to be had. But when I look back over the season, I look back at the episodes, there's only a handful that I really like. Yeah, see, whereas with me, I get where you're coming from. But overall, when I look at Series 3, I'm like... This is so fun, and I just I'm I'm I when I do a rewatch, I, there's nothing I want to skip. I could I could skip probably over fifty percent of the series. Yeah, so for me, I think what makes series three what it is is the gorgeous companion that we are introduced to, Martha Jones. Martha Jones. I mean, we all know this. I've said it what twenty times. She's my favorite companion. Um, like. My heart is ruled by Rose. My head is ruled by Martha. Do you know what I mean? Like they're my girlies. They're both my girlies, um, who are always put against each other, which is stupid because there's they're both fucking iconic in their own way. Um, I th- I just think Freema is an incredible, incredible actress, and I think she just absolutely carries this series on her back. That's how I feel, anyway. Um, yeah, she is definitely the best part of of this series. Absolutely. For sure. And I think what's really interesting about the Doctor this series is this is the first time in New Who, just to clarify, 
that I think we're getting more of the negative side of the doctor, like outwardly, like, oh, mm. I don't. Well, again, this is up for debate because a lot of people think I'm, you know, well, we are. A woman with opinions. Yeah, a woman with opinions, first of all. But <laughs> then also, like, um, people just think I'm being harsh for no reason. And it's like, no, I have reasons. I have reasons. And they're valid reasons. Um, because the 10th Doctor, let's face it, isn't very nice to Martha in this series. Like, for 60% of it, I want to say. Um, and that's something that I think is an interesting thread, but sometimes does get on my nerves slightly uh yeah i think as we were going through one of the interesting things to think about it was kind of realizing that it really is down to individual writers because that story arc has to be there but it seems like when it's being helmed by russell or a couple of other people it feels really important and like a really good bit of drama that's properly there to serve the narrative but then you get it in some other episodes and it just feels so half Yes. that's when it feels out of character and that's when it feels mean looking at you writer of the shakespeare code <laughs> um yeah. you know it, it really depends on who's tackling it and who can be bothered to flesh them out properly and i mean we kind of had that a couple times in series two where we had some episodes where we we're like rose doesn't feel like rose because it's not yeah. being written by someone who understands her fundamentally as a character yeah. she's just a prop to do things and that's not what we like yeah i think definitely yeah, I think Martha is very much a victim of that as well, unfortunately. And I think what what's interesting to me is that Martha, I've said this in episodes before, Martha objectively of all the companions has done the most. Like, okay, yeah, Rose looks into the time vortex. Cool. Donna... Not on purpose, though. Yeah, well, yeah. Donna... Is the doctor became the Doctor Donna, not on purpose though. Again, doesn't take away from any of these 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 women and what they've done. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just trying to make my point about Martha, you know. But then you get Martha, who the responsibility is placed on her. She didn't have to do it though. She could have said, "I ain't doing that." Do you know what I mean? She went around the world and spread the message of the Doctor, and also had to hide the you know charade of the gun in four parts she had to do all of that and survive and she saved the world she saved the world martha jones saved the world and it is baffling to me truly baffling that we are still you know discussing and debating martha's relevance and it's like okay but like she's the best like what do you mean like what do you mean because if any other companion did this they would be heralded but you know Basically, they hate to see a girl wasp winning. Yeah, basically. Um, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. Series 3 for me is interesting because I think actually it's the one with the, with probably the most interesting and most mature storyline. Yes. Um, and I do like that. And obviously that can be seen in the episodes where it's, it's the front and centre and the episodes that I do and don't like. Um, I think what I find interesting most about Series 3, and I can't explain it, there is just something fundamental that doesn't click with me, because as I'm sure you would have heard by now, there are episodes that are considered, I mean, top, top tier. Yes. Yes. Doki Who. I just don't... We don't care for Care about. We just don't care for them. Yeah. Um, and there's one that is considered top tier Doki Who that I just, I enjoy, but I don't think it's a masterpiece. Um, you know? And, and 
there's nothing wrong with that, but I think it's interesting because I just don't think there's just something. There's just something about some elements of the series that clearly aren't clicking for me, and I wonder what it is. And I don't know what it is, but that's why we're doing this. Exactly, and discussion. And you know, there's <laughs> there's also to add on to that, there are so many themes within this series. We've got the theme of Gallifrey starting to come into the storyline more. We have Martha Martha's feelings for the Doctor, which are complicated at best. Um, you know. We have Ten's grappling of grief in a way, you know, with Rose being gone, but then also having to balance out having a new person in the TARDIS, balancing it very poorly, like I mentioned earlier, um, but balancing it. Yeah, and kind of channeling all that rage and grief more into becoming an omnipotent yeah. Time Lord God. Exactly. Time Lord Victorious is coming. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I think overall. I just think series three has, for me, it's one of my favourite series for a reason because that finale, that three-part finale, because it is a three-part finale, for the sake of the podcast and structure, we didn't class it as such, but we do class it as such. But it is a three-part finale, yeah. (laughs) One of, if not the best finale? Question mark? It will be something I suppose we can get to at the end of series four or maybe yes. sort of the end of the specials is being yeah. like which is your favorite series finale but um for all of you crazy kids who are listening now and have a good memory it's this one that's the best finale <laughs> but yeah i think now's a good time to get into each episode right yeah yeah for sure um but yeah i just need to before we do though i just want to preface i don't i don't dislike series three i think actually probably objectively it's russell's best series mm-hmm. but on a personal level it doesn't click with me in the same way yeah so sorry. But objectively, fucking good. Fucking, fucking good. Anyway. <laughs> so, Smith and Jones, starting right at the top. Yes, we're not including The Runaway Bride. Here's the reason why. Because it's getting confusing. You know what happened if you listen to Series 2 of the podcast. It was getting mad confusing. <laughs> so, yeah. But I have put it on my ranking. Oh, you have? I haven't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Only because... Well, that's really confusing I mean, now. You know. Oh no, I haven't done that. Only because it was just an extra thing, you know, like I know I know the reason we've not included it in like the official series count is just because it's been a bit of a nightmare to be like series 3 episode 2 if you count the runaway bride. Uh, but uh, I thought maybe counting it as part of the wrap up is not too bad because it doesn't Okay, well, things too much. I've added it into the ranking. There you go. I've added it into the ranking. Okay. We don't have to talk about it in any detail, but we can just include it in the ranking. Okay, well, we'll add it in the ranking then. Okay. I feel like, especially because it's like a whole episode just dedicated to Runaway Bride, it's, you know, it's fine. It's we'll fine. just. Yeah. Yeah. Screw it. But it's, I've added it to my ranking now, last minute, which is impressive. Um. So, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Smith and Jones, like I said, up top, let's go. One of the best series openers of all time. Yeah, I don't understand sort of like the kind of middling, kind of like, oh, yeah, it's pretty good. I actually I think the Smith and Jones starts series three off in a really strong place and is one of my favorite episodes from the series actually yeah it's really really good it's really 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 good really really good it balances everything so well doctor we know meeting a new companion you get a sense of her and her personality and what she does you get a sort of sense of the doctor's new personality kind of post rose get new you get two new villains you get a plasma war and the jadoon oh and the slab kind of so three. And the slab. 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 So three villains, and it's fun. It's so fun. fun. And you get the doctors. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, the student doctor yeah. 
and the doctor like i i will always love that parallel so much get a little shop always get a little shop um or unless there wasn't a shop isn't that what he was saying in the episode like there isn't a little shop or something or am I... there isn't yeah there isn't a little shop but that's where they could have a little shop exactly um yeah the blue suit the blue suit makes its first appearance Red Converse, blue suit. You know how we feel about that. But yeah, I just think it's... I love the hospital setting so much. As much as I don't like being in hospitals, who does? But (laughs) it's a really unique concept. And I just love the introduction of Martha's family as well. Francine, Tish, Leo, Martha's dad, Annalise. Hi, Martha! You know, you know how it is. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I love the episode of Rose and having the focus on Rose is good, but this feels like... Rose in a sort of much more condensed, easy way. So still, I mean, it's not Earthbound because they go to the moon, but you know what I mean. It's Earthbound. It's about humans, about everyday people. Yeah. But we've got an outrageous sci-fi plot happening at the same time. Absolutely good. Absolutely. And then next we have the Shakespeare Code. We do indeed. Unfortunately. (laughs) Okay. Um. Well, look, this one's (laughs) this one's a, a confused one because. I like this episode, but I also don't. It's really weird. Like, I don't know how I feel. Mm. It's very fun, but it has issues. Like, issues. It, yeah, I like I like the idea of going straight to the past instead of, you know, going... You know, it's the, again, it's kind of the inverse of the first thing you did with Rose. It takes Martha right to the past, but the inverse. Of... <laughs> if you can't say we're doing the hand movement, if you you are a fan of the podcast, you know we always twist our hand. Inverse. Be- because universe. Elliot in this exclusively audio format still insists on speaking with their hands. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, so I like I like that. I just the episode just doesn't really string together into anything kind of interesting. It's got some good capital C camp performances. Oh for sure. I mean I love the guy who plays Shakespeare, he's great. Shut your big fat mouths. Um And of course it's also written by Professional, horrible transphobe Gareth Roberts. So yeah. you know, I don't mind hating it. Yeah, exactly. Fuck him. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> so um, and the weird comments. But yeah, it's it's an interesting one. It's still fun, and it has good quotes. It's iconic in many ways, but it does just short fall a bit short for me and for you as well. Yeah. Next, we have gridlock. Here's a gag. I love this episode so much. Like, this episode is so painfully underrated for me. Like, I always I always feel like when I'm looking at Series 3, in my head I always go, oh, I could skip Gridlock. And then I watch Gridlock and yeah. I'm like, fuck, Gridlock's a really good episode. Yeah, yeah, Doctor yeah. Who. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's, just, it's just the macro. That's, that's the only thing that makes it, you know. Literally. Literally. Literally just that. Um, but yeah, you're, you're so right. Like, for so many years I'm like, oh yeah, Gridlock's a bit boring. And then you watch it and you're like, Sorry, what? Like, why are we sleeping on this? And I feel like it may even have impacted my ranking, which I won't spoil. But, you know, like, I just... Whenever I'm not watching Gridlock, I'm going, yeah, I don't really like Gridlock. And then I'm watching Gridlock, I'm like, God, fuck it, I like Gridlock. Yeah, it's... It's a weird episode, I don't know why. I just love it, you know, the people being stuck... Again, the concept is... There's so many unique concepts in this series as well. Something I forgot to mention Mm. in the overall discussion, but... This is one of them, like, being, you know, end of the world vibes <laughs> like everyone's stuck <laughs> in cars going around in infinite loops. It's, it's giving end of the world it's giving end of the world um it's giving 
oxygen starvation. Anyway, um, <laughs> no, that's Mr. Jones. It's Green New Deal. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, Gridlock is great. Always more cats. Love cats. Cats are my my favorite things. Uh, face of Bo. Yeah. With you know the important message. Face. Yeah, big old face. You are not alone. Iconic scene. And the iconic scene at the end with Gallifrey, you know, you know how Elliot feels about that. Why, oh, yes. Sad times. And of course, next up we have A. It's the it's the Daleks in Manhattan. Hey, hey. Are you talking to me? Oh man, doesn't Tallulah just carry this thing? She does. This episode would not be even near remotely as interesting as it is without Tallulah with three L's and an H. No funny business. Ah, <laughs> uh, I yeah. love her. I man. have a good time with both Daleks in Manhattan and Evolution of the Daleks because they're so fun. I mean, we'll talk about the next one in a second, but yeah, I think Daleks in Manhattan is a really great build-up. I do think, again, I think this two-parter gets a really bad rap. I don't think it's perfect by any means, um, but it's always really fun, and I love how they are able to make yeah. Cardiff look a bit like New York. Obviously, it's not perfect again, but it's it's very, very, very good. Uh, for the time and the budget. Yeah. I think watching it now, I just kind of know what it is and I can accept it. I do think there's probably a version of myself that's like, you bought the Cult of Scarrow back to do this. Yeah. Yeah. But I love how camp it is. I love how silly it is. Baby boy Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's not to love. What a guy. What a guy. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. But yeah, I do think, I just love how this specific part also just really sets up New York and like, you know, Tallulah's the theater that she performs in and all of that. Um... The pig slaves yeah. look great, like really great. I think I think we might have mentioned it a couple of episodes ago. I think it was the Utopia episode where I said about like wanting working class characters and yeah. working class stories. Yeah. Um, and for me, this is kind of the perfect encapsulation of of that, like the people starving, the people sort of working themselves into poverty, and the not so subtle idea of pig slaves. Um, I really really like what the episode has to say about yeah stuff and things agreed massively agreed on that yeah i think it could have gone a little bit more deeper but oh yeah yeah hooverville is a vibe <laughs> evolution of the daleks guys right 
penis head. Let's talk about it. Uh, iconic. Penis head monster. Woo. Again, it's really nice to know that because we did do a little TikTok clip talking about Dalek Sec human hybrid. And a lot of people agree with our take mm. that he is a very, very, you know, well-developed, really good character. Like, you know, obviously, again, very, very penile tendrils. But, you know, that's but that's by the by. Well, well written, well acted, good puppetry, amazing prosthetics, yeah. let down by the slightly penile nature of everything that's going on. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. You know, I we love the Hooverville attack. That was a really good scene. That's one of my that's my standout moment of that episode. I believe that's what it was. Um, oh yeah, it's it's fucking wicked. And just again, like Tallulah and Laszlo break my heart. I love them so much. Martha really coming into like really 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 taking charge in this one as well. Which I love, and yeah, we yeah. even we get the return of the hot girl chat. Yes, we do. We love a hot girl chat here. Yeah, Martha and Tallulah have a hot girl chat. They do a couple times. Wish they had more interaction together. Honestly, I know they had a lot, but I want more. I just just love them, and the ending is quite cute. Not gonna lie. Yeah, I like it. It's fun. It's fun to be had. Very fun, and it's fun to say things like the human hybrid. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm not going to. <laughs> but it's fun to say things in that sort of whispery Manhattan accent. It's good. And the next episode is The Lazarus Experiment. Hey. Lazarus Experiment. Very, very fun yeah. time, I have to say. Very fun time. It's camp. It's chic. It's enjoyable. The creature looks weird, but, you know, why not? Fuck it. Why not? I think, you know, this is one of the perfect examples of, like, Come on, you can't, you know, the show's not meant to be taken that seriously, you can't take it that seriously. Like, we're having fun, everybody's having fun, who cares? Yeah, and another thing to also mention, obviously we get, um, not Murray, I was about to say Murray, no, we get Mark, Mark Gatiss, Mark <laughs> Gattis, whatever you want to say. Um, he's so good in this episode, his performance is so, so good. Um, and the way he portrays, you know, Lazarus is insane. Also, his hairpiece, like I've said, is very impressive. <laughs> yeah, who knew he 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 suits because underneath that he's as bald as a I don't I don't know as an egg, and it just looks really really real. It's mad. As, as bald as someone who is bald. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> forty two, forty two, forty two, forty two, forty two, forty two. It's really funny because I really have a lot of fun with this, and you don't. <laughs> oh, I think it's crap, mate. Yeah, it's not it's not my fave, but it is not at the bottom for me. Save it, save it. Um, I won't I won't tell you where it comes for me. I mean, for me, it's like what I like about it is purely vibes and action. That's the only reason this gets even remotely mm. anywhere higher, and also because of the scene where Martha and Ten get separated. I love the way that's directed and blocked everything like that. Um, it's really good, Christopher. Who's Christopher? <laughs> Chibnall. Oh yes, the chipster, the chip, chip, chibby. Um, yeah, because as we've as we've established, it's funny when I call people by their names that aren't their names. Christopher Chibnall, Steve Moffat. Yeah, yeah, Steve Moffat. Russ. Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll do it for everybody. Going to do it for every single person. Um, there's, there's, there's. It's trying to be a version of the Impossible Planet. And Satan Pit, and it's just not that. Yeah. But and it's very much the B Tech version. But I still, I still get enjoyment out of it. I can't lie. Mum, can we have Satan Pit? No, we have Satan Pit at home. The Satan Pit at home. 
is 42. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Next up, we have the start in a run of episodes that some people would call amazing. It's human nature. Yeah. Okay. So we don't hate these episodes. We're just not screaming about them. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not sitting there going, oh my God, I love, love, love this because I don't. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even stretch as far as to say I like it. To be honest, <laughs> see, I like <laughs> it. Fine. I like it, but I just think there's a lot. This is very much set up. This episode, uh, this part one of this yeah, two-parter. I just, yeah, it doesn't really work as a two-parter for me because I don't mind it. Second part, maybe save it, save it, but still, yeah. Um, John Smith is annoying and whiny, and I know a lot of people are like, "Can you blame him because of this, this?" And I'm like, "Yeah, no, I know you can't, but it's just annoying, isn't it? <laughs> it's just irritating." Yeah, yeah, like. Yeah, like we we had lots of people say, ah, oh, but this is the reason why he's, um, and we know we know why he's complaining. Um, still don't like it. Shut up. Yeah, I still don't <laughs> like it though. Do yeah. I? Do you know what you mean? Um, Martha again just shows that she's so much better than everyone else. So I guess there's that. Jenny and Martha were very short lived. Love their friendship. And Harry Lloyd eats the whole fucking scene up. Every scene he's in, he just eats it up. He he leaves no crumbs. Yeah, absolutely. Now we've got Family of Blood. Definitely prefer this to the first part. Um, oh, yeah. Very action heavy. Really great scenes, actually. Like, I love... I just love the... Even though Joan and John Smith aren't my favourite coupling, because we don't see enough of them, and we've discussed all of that in the episodes, the dedicated episodes, go listen. But it still makes me emotional when they'd see their future life and how it could have been. And it makes you feel bad, you know, and as much as the scene at the end, we have a lot of thoughts on, uh, about Joan and when 10 comes and invites us to travel along and just how insensitive he is. It's still a very powerful scene. It makes you think, and it really questions how we feel about the doctor. Like a few people have said, like we made a, another TikTok about it. Um, a lot of the people in the comments, just like this is actually one of the first times I realised the doctor probably isn't one of the best people. Which is interesting. And it's Jessica Hines. Jessica Hines. What, what love. The woman you are. But yeah, but essentially you just get a lot of just a lot of you know. Not glorification of war whatsoever. It's not the glorification of war, but again, it's just like, oh god. I think just because at this point we've seen so many World War One and World War Two things, I'm just like can we just stop? Can we stop now? Yeah, no, I think we touched on it at the time where it's like, you know, there is nothing there is nothing wrong with the the ideas or the theming and there's nothing wrong with memorial stuff, but it just gets a little you know, a little much and, you know, unfortunately, you know, there's some issues in this country with symbols of history being adopted by extremely right wing figures as well, which kind of take things like that. Yeah. Um so yeah, just makes it a bit of a bit of a hard ending to stomach, but yeah. Oh, well. Next up is and don't do it. Blink. Hey. Oh no, I done it. Oh god. Oh, oh god. Oh. Get trapped again. Oh no, find the time you want me detector again. Yeah, I mean we had a whole thing, didn't we? <laughs> I'm still not recovered. If you want to know what we're referring to, listen to the bloody episode. Come on. Um, I mean this is some of the best television. I've ever seen. I've said this before. I'll say it again. It's one of my favourite episodes of Docky Who. Weeping Angels. Lonely Assassins. As they should be. Sally Sparrow. Carrie Mulligan. I mean, look, it's a recipe for success if you ask me. It is a lot of fun. 
It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And I like it a lot. I like it a lot, but not as much as some others, I think. But I like it a lot. Yeah. I, I, I do I do believe for me for me, like I said in the episode, Stephen's best episode he's ever written. Eek. Uh and No, I agree probably. I don't know. I just again the vibe, the setting, the the production design of some of the sets, you know, the color palette is just it's all very in its own world and I love it so much. Mm. I think it just it's it's giving it's giving dark you know moody vibes and I really really like it and I always get scared at the jump scares at the end it does actually make me screech Utopia is next wow 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 like wow I mean look <laughs> Captain Jack <laughs> Captain Jack Martha and Ten amazing TARDIS team love their dynamic love their chemistry yeah they're such a great trio they are and you know Derek Jacobi we're being blessed by Derek Jacobi's performance as Yana and then the master for like two minutes but wow I mean to come in for two minutes and make that much yeah of an impression on the character of the master Jesus it's kind of iconic really it really is kind of iconic how He's has one of the best performances of the master and he was literally only the master for two seconds. Wow. Impressive. Um, amazing plot twist. Amazing cliffhanger. One of the best cliffhangers, if not the best cliffhanger in Doctor Who. Save it. Just incredible, isn't it? It is. And, you know, it's one of my favourites. But I won't tell you if it actually is or not. But I really love it. I really, really love it. So, yeah. Uh, I, I can't say enough good things. And then the next episode is Sound of Drums. Can you hear them? No, I can't either. Drum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What a bloody good episode of TV. It, yeah, I mean, John Sim really just carries... I, I'd say, for me, John Sim carries the Sound of Drums and then Freema carries Last of the Time Lords. It's... His performance, again, right level of menacing, right level of comedy. Amazing scenes, iconic moments, you know, very erotically charged phone calls. I mean, it's got everything. It's, it's got everything you could ever want, to be really honest. John Sim? Call me a John Simp. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> now we've got Last of the Time Lords. I mean, what a finish. I mean, look. This is Martha going, you're not a fan of me. Well, take that. And fuck you. Jesus. I mean. Literally Jesus. It's, 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 you know, what? it's so hard with these breakdowns because we want to do them to talk about the series as a whole. But we really did say everything we need to say in the episode. I mean, Martha just cements herself as one of the best companions the Doctor's ever had or ever will have, to be honest. And. Freema is incredible in this. She's her performance and the dialogue in this episode. I mean, we had so many quotes, didn't we? Like, yeah, the Russell, whole, man, the whole thing was overstuffed in the best way possible. I don't mean the episode; I mean our episode because there's so much to talk about. It's so rich, so beautiful. I don't understand how people don't like this three-parter. It makes no sense, but we love it, and it's. It's just an amazing ending for an... Well, not 
not the end of her companion story, but it's um, her series, and it's a wonderful yeah, ending. Yeah, and her complete arc. I'm just glad she goes out on her series with a big high. Like, she is in charge, she has the moral high ground, and we love that for our girl, you know? On her own terms. Telling you who she is, she's Martha Jones, and she's worth a damn. Exactly. Right, we're now at the infamous ranking. My God, I'm excited because I think this is where we're going to divulge. No, diverge. Diverge the most. Diverge and diverge. Oh, yeah. It's Uh, coming. So, tip for tat, we're going to go from worst to best. Just to clarify, once again, if we've given these episodes, the rankings which we have in the individual um, pod episodes we've done... We are mainly ranking based off of vibes. So it could have been that I gave one episode a four out of five, one a three, but the three may be higher than the four. That's because I'm basing it off of vibes. Yeah, yeah. It's less of a, this is a diehard definitive ranking, taking all of our scores into account. And it's like looking at the list of episodes, just going, what would I least like to watch to what I most like to watch right now? Precisely, precisely. And there's 14 of them because we did the Runaway Bride in our ranking. Yeah, because Elliot wanted to add in because you're what annoying. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I and I already added it in and couldn't be bothered to change it. Exactly. Uh, I also want to say I changed my list about four or five times. This I struggled with this. My top three were like cemented, but I struggled. I really struggled. I did it in one. Didn't look at it again. Really? Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So Elliot, I'm gonna let you go first. Number fourteen. What are you saying? Number fourteen. It's 42. Hey, no one saw that coming, did they? A diabolical little episode. Dammler. <laughs> Number 14. Human nature. Oh. Jeez. Oh. Oh. What? What do you mean? See that coming. Yeah. It's just not my... Again, I just to clarify, I don't think any of these episodes are bad. I genuinely don't. For me, none of them are bad. But in terms of like vibes it's my least favorite that's fair i do think some of these are bad i'll tell you when we get into the ones that are good (laughs) okay (laughs) number 13 babe what are you saying lucky number 13 oh the shakespeare code oh and same for me yay we matched on one hey christ anyway 12 nice (laughs) human nature and for me, it's 42. Way. Oh. Wow. Little reverse roo. Exactly. 11. The family of blood. For me, it's the Lazarus experiment. Ooh. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. It's good. But the vibes aren't 100% there. <laughs> Number 10. The Lazarus experiment. Ah, for me it's family of blood hey look at us look at us look at us (laughs) switcheroo (laughs) number nine what are you saying i'm saying it's gridlock oh 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 god i god big fat disagree for me it's daleks in manhattan daleks in manhattan oh i know i know i know number eight evolution of the daleks same for me. Number eight, Evolution of the Daleks. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey. Number seven. Daleks in Manhattan. 
For me, it's The Runaway Bride. Ah. 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 Number six. I'm so sorry, everybody. Blink. Oh, no. Oh, dear. Um, Number six for me is Gridlock. Yeah, we could do this all day, these bloody sound effects. Um, Number five. Top five. Top five, five, baby. Number five, Elliot. Tell us. Tell us all. What are you saying? Oh, it's Smith and Jones. Boom, snap again. Okay, I thought we were going to disagree a lot more than this, but here we are. Smith and Jones is number five for the pair of us. Okay, okay, yeah. top four. Here we go, here we go. Woo! Number four, go. Go, 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 tell us. Probably my most controversial take. Number four, it's the runaway bride, baby. Oh. I mean, for me, it was number seven, Jesus. Um, Number <laughs> four for me is the sound of drums. Hmm. Top three, here we go. Go, go, go. Oh, yeah. Stress, go. I mean... Not very exciting if you've, if you've been listening and you can work it out. Number three is Last of the Time Lords. Me too. Last of the Time Lords, number three. Oh. Well, look, look at us. Who would have thought it? Look honestly. God. Number two. Oh, God. Here, is... we go. here we go. Here we go. Top two. The Sound of Drums. For me, Utopia. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and number one... Utopia. And for me, Blink. Crazy. I'm crazy. I'm insane. I'm whack. Whack a doodle. Um, it is whack a doodle time. If you could sum me up in a fact, it would be that Blink doesn't even make my top five episodes from this series. <laughs> so, uh, let's go over <laughs> our rankings one more time. So, for me, number 14, Human Nature. Number 13, The Shakespeare Code. Number 12, 42. Number 11, The Lazarus Experiment. Number 10, Family of Blood. Number 9, Daleks in Manhattan. Number 8, Evolution of the Daleks. Number 7, The Runaway Bride. Number 6, Gridlock. Number 5, Smith and Jones. Number 4, The Sound of Drums. Number 3, Last of the Time Lords. Number 2, Utopia. And number 1, Top Spot Baby, Blink. Ah, yeah. Elliot, what about you? Yeah. I do like, by the way, I did send you a message last night being like, I've just written out my ranking and oh boy. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And now we've matched. Yeah. On a lot Uh, of them. Yeah. Not too bad, actually. Yeah. (laughs) So number 14 is 42. Number 13 is The Shakespeare Code. Number 12 is Human Nature. Number 11 is The Family of Blood. Number 10 is Lazarus Experiment. Number 9, Gridlock. Number 8, Evolution of the Daleks. Number 7, Daleks in Manhattan. Number 6 is Blink. Number 5, Smith and Jones. Number 4, The Runaway Bride. Number 3, Last of the Time Lords. Number 2, Sound of Drums. And number 1, Utopia. (laughs) So, we've done our ranking it's time to talk about the overall standout moment from Series 3. If either of us, each of us, could pick one moment that is standout from Series 3, if we had to, gun, gun to our head, damn it, God, pick. Pick an episode, moment, standout moment. What is it? Elliot, I'm going to go over to you. What was your standout moment, your one standout moment you had to pick? Fuck. Because um, <laughs> there's so many. There is so many. There's so many. It's basic. If I'm being true to myself, and I'm not trying to be a pick-me, yeah. I'm not trying to have an interesting, cute answer, it's the reveal that Professor Yana is the master. Nice. Because I love it. Nice. I 
there is many other moments that I toiled with and wrestled with, but let's be honest, come on. It's one of my favourite things that ever happened in Doctor Who. And I still, oh, whatever I feel, it just shivers. Love it. It's so good. What about you? I was struggling between two, and I've narrowed it down to one because we have to pick one for this. We can't just do it like in the episodes where we're like, oh, I've got two or three. No, you have to do one. And I picked, very close to yours, The Master's Regeneration. It just blows my mind every fucking time. But yeah, Master's Regeneration for me, Yana's Reveal for you, almost similar on that one as well. Wow, we did not coordinate this, I promise. Beautiful. And now we've got the game section, Game Corner, Series 3 or Series 3. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a brand new series of Series 3 or Series 3. Yeah! Our patented wrap-up quiz show that we only do at the end of a series. Get excited. I have done some mild research into IMDb figures and stats to bring you the premium format of what is rated and what is not. So I'm going to put downloads knowledge of Series 3 against Season 3 of Classic Doctor Who try and figure out which is the best series overall. Yeah. In season three. <laughs> <laughs> the mostly missing season three, so even more difficult. My first fiendish question that I have for you is actually not a comparator, but I just feel like it helps set the tone and gets the ball rolling. Damler, how many episodes are there of the serial The Daleks Master Plan? I'm about to fucking embarrass myself on the internet again. Um, four? Is it four? No. <laughs> How many is it? Maybe I should have done multiple choice. Maybe I should have done multiple choice, but also I, I ain't got time. You had like half an hour warning before we recorded. <laughs> Download the serial The Daleks Master Plan, the mostly missing Daleks Master Plan. Was it three episodes that exist, I think? Only three episodes exist. Um, out of a mammoth 12. Jesus. It's a 12 episode long serial. My God. 12 weeks of The Daleks Master Plan. And you know what? It's fucking good. Well, I can't wait to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, and that's the best thing as well. It's like you can't even watch most of it like normal because most of it's all telesnap reconstruction. And even then, the telesnaps don't exist, so you've got to watch fan reconstructions. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> but in that vein, who do you think has the highest-rated Dalek story? Is it the 12-part Dalek Master Plan, or is it Daleks in Manhattan slash Evolution of the Daleks? I think it's Dalek's Master Plan. I have a feeling for sure. I was, was genuinely very surprised because yes, but also one episode is lower than the others. It's very bizarre. So every episode of the Daleks Master Plan is above a 7, whereas Daleks in Manhattan has a 7 and Evolution of the Daleks has a 6.9. Right, but okay. the Daleks Master Plan episode, The Feast of Stephen, has a 6.6 because it's a Christmas episode that no one likes. But I oh, okay. Know. Fair enough. It's where I get one of my catchphrases from. But yeah, that's, a, that's lower than both of those. But overall, Daleks Master Plan performs much better than Daleks in Manhattan Evolution. Hey. But who has the lowest rated individual episode of this respective series? Is it the Lazarus Experiment or is it episode, I want to say three, maybe two of the gunfighters that's called Johnny Ringo? Johnny Ringo, <laughs> I think. You are correct, but there isn't much to it. Lazarus Experiments a 6.5, Johnny Ringo's a 6. By the way, Criminal, the gunfighters is a brilliant story. So much fun. Oh dear. 
they, they arrive in cowboy times and they're all just like, you know, it's just like Peter Purvis walking around being like, Waha, I'm a cowboy. It's oh great my fun. God. Um, whilst William Hartnell just goes to a dentist. Brilliant. Love it. Fair. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. In that vein, then, who has the highest rated story? Is it Blink or is it the finale of the Daleks Master Plan, Destruction of Time? It has to be Blink. Surely. Criminally, it is Blink. Blink has a massive 9.8. Wow. It deserves it. But the Destruction of Time from the Daleks Master Plan is an 8.5, which also very good because Destruction of Time is a fucking good episode. And considering it doesn't exist, that's insane. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm doing all right here. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, this technically doesn't fit into Series 3 or Series 3, but we're just doing two. The last two are fun comparators with relevant characters. Fun comparators of relevant characters. I like that. Jumping ahead to now, I guess, kind of play Series 3 or Series 4. Um, which macro story is rated higher? Is it Gridlock or is it the Macro Terror? The Macro Terror. You'd think so, wouldn't you? Each yeah. episode of the Macro Terror has a 7.1, but Gridlock has an 8. Oh, damn. Damn it. And the Macro Terror is better. Yeah, people talk about it more. <laughs> like, So I thought it would be higher, but there you yeah. go. Strange. And which serial that introduces the Master is the highest rated? Is it part one of Terror of the Autons, or is it Utopia? Utopia. Definitely. Yes, Utopia has a massive 8.7, the highest rated Terror of the Autons episode. is episode three with 7.7. I think the others are all kind of mingling around a 7. Okay. Um, which, I mean, fair enough, Utopia is better than Terror of the Autons, which is just fine. <laughs> Fair. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. Well, I didn't keep score, but I think you did pretty well. Yeah, I did. I think the I only think one I you didn't get was... Well, yeah, I think the only one you didn't get was... Um, uh, assuming that they did not knowing how many parts are in Dalek's Master Plan, right? And the Macro Terror, I got that wrong as well. Oh, yeah. And the other Master Plan question. But other than that, you're pretty good. It's fine. I basically I didn't won. keep score. No one cares. <laughs> We're just doing it for fun. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Series 3 or Series 3. See you again in six months. But, you know, that was, no, we love a little game. We love a silly, goofy time. I am sad to be, you know, not talking about Series 3 anymore, mainly because of Martha, but she'll be back soon. She's in, yeah, five episodes of Series 4. So we're all good on that front. We are all good on that front. Almost half the run. But, you know what is coming soon? Torchwood. And then, slowly after that, a little bit of Kylie. Absolutely, sign me up. <laughs> yeah, it's coming. Torchwood Series 2, Voyage of the Damned, and then into Series 4 like normal. Yeah, very exciting stuff. Very, very exciting stuff. So from when, when people hear this, there'll be a week's break? Yeah, so now there's going to be a week break just for us to recalibrate, recharge, as always... And we will be back with Torchwood Series 2. And blimey, it's going to be a bumper-length episode, as always. And it's going to be so much fun. So, Oh, yeah. Well, I think that brings the curtains down on another wonderful episode of the Come Along Pond podcast. I hope you had fun. We sure did. And if you like what you heard and you want to support us, you can do so on Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Come Along Pond podcast. We have one companion tier over there. It is £3. And... 
for supporting that companion tier, you get a shout out on the show, just like River, like Bulldozer Seven One One Three, like Jason, like Becca Jonathan Smith, like Abby Potts, like Jack Wilson, like Ben Summersall, like Miria, Sarah, and like Grace. They've all pledged join us. However, don't feel like making a reoccurring donation. Not a problem. We're over on Kofi, Kofi.com forward slash come along pond podcast. Over there you can shout us the price of a cup of coffee, one for me, one for Damla, one for us individually if you really don't like us as a pair. KO-FI forward slash come along pond podcast. You can't miss us. It's also in our link tree, as is everything I'm going to talk to you about today. Now, TikTok. I know you know it because you've come here from it. Uh-huh. But over there, come along, Pom Podcast, we post funny little clips, silly little vignettes and hot girl chats, and you can see condensed versions of us and enjoy, interact, share it with your friends, try and get as many people listening to the show as you can. I will like you forever. And by the way, you may have noticed that the Twitter is gone. That is because uh, Twitter for us is very not very interesting and kind of toxic space. It's been taken over by a madcap racist billionaire with bad hair plugs. And it's just no fun. We don't, you know, we don't really interact with people over there. So, yes, it has shut down. And I'm really sorry if you only use Twitter, but just open an Instagram account for us. Come over to the Zuck side because we are so active on Instagram. Come along, Pond Podcast. I'm talking reels. I'm talking stories. I'm talking polls. I'm talking updates. I'm talking Instagram lives. I am talking come along pom podcast on instagram baby same artwork everywhere if you need to shoot us a dm you need to get in touch with us you need to tag us in your fan art you need to tag us in the fact that you're listening to the podcast at that moment oh my god you just want to have a good time the instagram is your one-stop shop get over there do it now do it with all of that being said downer has been lovely chatting to you this sunny afternoon and my lovely, it's been lovely talking to you. Loved exploring series three with you. It was so fun. And on to more things to the future. Keeping it moving and grooving. Molto bene. Molto bene. Oh, here we go. We've started copying each other. <laughs> Save it. Save it. <laughs> Incidentally, it's been lovely speaking to all of you at home as well. And we give you air from our lungs. That's very undercharged from me. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 Bye now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 You gotta be ready. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.